Annie. I'm Cece, and this is Spela Golf. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Spela Golf. <laughs> um, I can't believe it's already the last week of September. And Finally, next week we go into overseeding. Yes. And so almost every golf course is going to be closed for the next three weeks. Yes. So overseeding just means that they're switching out the grass on the golf course, which is funny because I had no idea that even existed because in Sweden, <laughs> we don't do that clearly. New Jersey, we don't do that. So when I moved to Arizona and they were like, yeah, you can't work for about three weeks um, at the golf course because we close it. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's wild. Are we the only one that does that? Probably California. I don't know. Are we the only uh, one? That's a good question. I was like, I've I never said- looked into it. I just accepted the fact that the golf course is going to be closed. But we'll have to Google it. <laughs> as a golf instructor, like you get into a habit of just working and you never take a vacation. And so it's like a forced vacation almost. So that's nice. And after the summer, we're drained. It's hot. Yeah. So it's nice with a little forced vacation. And your parents are coming during overseeding, so that'll be fun. I know. We just, we're going to go to Vegas. <gasps> and my dad is a little skeptical. And I was <laughs> Have like, you ever well, been to Vegas? No. No. <laughs> and like my parents have been like all over the world. So have I. But my parents are like traveling everywhere. And I'm like, you guys haven't been to Vegas? I'm like, <laughs> like I've been there so many Head times. to the casino. <laughs> I know. Um, but so we're going to take like uh, three or four days and go to Vegas. And my mom was like, well, what can you really do there? I'm like, it's literally the entertainment city. Like Sin we're going to find <laughs> things to do. Don't worry about that. That's so, so yeah. fun. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Um, So diving into today's topic, I wanted to go into nutrition on the course and swing speed. So I just first I want to cover swing speed. Now, I feel like I want to gain, you know, 25 yards on my driver and like 10 yards on my irons, which would be great. But I feel like a lot of people want to gain distance. And what do you think is the biggest reason, like why some of us never get distance? And then like, how can we get there? If that makes sense. Yes, Uh, it makes sense. If you think about, there's going to be a lot of metaphors, (laughs) Um, but you kind of divide your body into big muscles and small muscles. And so your big muscles are like your legs, your core, you know, that's big muscles. Small muscles are like arms, feet, nose, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So if you kind of um, look at your body that way to gain swing speed, you must be able to control your big muscles, but also your small muscles, obviously. Um, If you can control the turn in your swing with your big muscles, you're going to create a lot more power and a lot more speed. So with that said, I want you to think about mm, pretty much everyone can relate to American football. So for my husband, he was an offensive lineman. And so he's blocking, right? So when they're blocking, they need to be as powerful as they can be. So imagine these 300 plus pounds guys standing on their toes straight up trying to block. If someone was going to like touch them with their pinky, they're going to fall over, right? Because they don't have any balance. But when we see these huge giant teddy bears kind of be in their squat, be in their position, 
that's the strongest that they can be. And that's how they're going to be able to block the other team from getting to their quarterback. So I almost want to compare golf to that because even though we don't have anyone coming to tackle you, I want you to almost imagine that you are going to be tackled. (laughs) So when you set up to your golf ball, if you are on your toes, I can just blow at you and you're going to fall over. Sounds like me. (laughs) Yeah, that's you (laughs) because you get out of your posture a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we work hard on that and it's awkward and it's weird, um, to go from being really tall to now having to be in a more like powerful posture. Um, but if you have a BOSU ball, that's a great way to work your big muscles. Uh, a BOSU ball is one of those, like, how would you describe it? Like a half ball with a plate on it. Yeah. And helpful for balance. It's used a lot for balance work. So you stand on the plate and you have to balance. So you'll notice if you, if you can't really control your body parts, when you get up on this BOSU ball, you're going to try to keep balance with your arms. So you're going to be up there looking like a little airplane trying to like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like stay balanced. Right. But if you can think about your big muscles, So get away from small muscles, move into your big muscles. If you would get up on that BOSU ball and you would start squatting, now you're using your big muscles, your legs and your core, and you're not going to have to wave like an airplane because you're in your strongest position, right? Mm -hmm. Now imagine taking a golf swing on that BOSU ball. You'll be in your strongest position, which is now, if I would blow on you, you're not going to fall over because you have bend in your knees, um, and you're engaging your core. So if you would put, if I would put a golf club in your hand and you would try to make a golf swing from there, when would you fall off of this bosu ball? If you would get out of posture, that's when you're going to fall off this bosu ball. But if you continue to engage your big muscles, your legs, your core, then you're probably not going to lose balance. So if you want to go zero to 100, you need to go get yourself a BOSU ball (laughs) (laughs) and you need to take golf swings on that BOSU ball. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I do at the golf course, we have like little dividers between the, like where we teach. So it's just um, like a piece of wood pretty much. And if I, if I see that you're struggling with balance and you get out of your posture, I just have you hit golf balls from that divider. So you're standing on top of the divider this little um, piece of wood um, and you're trying to push that wood down towards the ground. So using the ground with your big muscles is going to make you powerful, which is going to make you stronger and you're going to hit the ball further, right? So understanding big muscles versus small muscles. Make sense? Yes. Um, And the next thing then is balance. So how do we maintain balance throughout our swing? So because we're doing this sideways, <laughs> right? Golf is a sport of hitting a ball sideways, uh, very different from any of our day-to-day activities. Because <laughs> um, every other sport, you're literally standing just straight. Even in football, yeah, you're always just throwing forward. It's you know, heads on. You're never bending over. Golf, I feel like, is the one sport where your spine is what yeah. you taught me is moving like the opposite direction. Well, yes. So when I say posture, like myself and Drew, we tell you all the time, like your posture looks bad. So you got to fix it. 
And what we mean about that is like, you need to be aware of what your spine angle is. So if you have a rounded spine, you're not going to be able to swing the golf club at the angles that we need you to swing it. If your spine, so as soon as you can get your back straight and get angles in your back, use your big muscles to engage, now you can get the club to the angles that we need them to be. Um, But keeping your balance, which then leads into posture, so staying in posture. If you get out of posture, that means that you are going from using to ground to leaving the ground. You're actually stepping off the ground. But that's our main tool. That is our main resource for power. So if you would go to the gym and you need to pick up a hundred pound dumbbell from the floor, you would not do it on your toes because you're going to fall over. (laughs) Correct? Yes. Okay. I wouldn't be able to pick up a hundred pound dumbbell either way. But if I'm going to try my best, I'm going to get in a squat to do it. And that's when I'm using the ground to pick up something heavy. So the next time you're at the golf course, almost imagine like the golf club is a hundred pounds, right? Like I need to be able to use the ground to get this golf club up in the air, to stay on the ground, to hit this ball as hard as I can. And especially I see if I'm jumping at the golf ball, I have a very great chance of topping it because I'm going away. Even just with an iron, like we just want to top it because we want to lift the ball into the air. We just Mm want to lift it. And we're talking, so when we're talking speed, let's just pick our driver, right? So driver is the only club that we want to hit up on the golf ball, but that doesn't mean guide it. We're still hitting the golf ball. We're not trying to guide it. We're not trying to lift it. We're hitting this golf ball. The golf ball is not the end goal, okay? The golf ball is just in the way. When we finish our golf swing all the way around, that's our main main goal, right? So the ball was only in the way of that. But that's when we need to have our fastest speed and our strongest posture to be able to hit this golf ball further. Yeah, because I feel like with driver, gaining distance off that club is really going to help you be able to hit the green or at least be closer to the green. And that will make golf just a little bit easier, I feel like, instead of being so far back. Driver distance is definitely going to help you. The farther you can hit it, the easier it's going to (laughs) be to reach the green, obviously. But with that said, I don't teach speed as my number one priority. My number one priority is that you can make good contact with the ball first, and then we can add speed. Because if you're a beginner, or not even a beginner, but just relearning the, the structure of your swing, it's more important that your body remembers to hit it in the center, not how hard you can hit it. Because you're not always going to be consistent with that. You can be consistent if you swing it slower, like to begin with at least, and then add speed as you go when you feel comfortable. But if you swing 10 times as hard as you can and you miss it every time, then distance doesn't matter because it's still on the tee. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of uh, feels more like a second step swing speed. It depends where you are. If you're not making contact, then focus on that first and then go to speed. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. You just got to shift your priorities a little bit. And, and I have to do that a lot in my job. It's just 
when they come to me for a lesson, we always go over goals. And if their number one goal is to hit it further, like that's fine. I don't want you to change your goal, but let me see you swing it a few times first to see if there's something else that needs to be tweaked so that it will be easier to move on to speed. Because if you can hit it in the center of the club phase, you're automatically going to hit it further than if you hit it on the toe or on the heel. So just keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Just your list of priorities. Yeah. So the next part I wanted to ask you about was nutrition on the course. Because I was thinking back to it and in high school and college, it was awesome. They would pack us lunches, just basic lunches, sandwich, chips, and an apple. That was literally all we had all through high school and college for nutrition. So I'm just curious, um, back in your college days, what do you remember when it came to that? Did they give, did they pack you lunches? (laughs) Um, I think it's unfair to give you my first experience, but I'm going to do it anyways. (laughs) Um, born and raised in Sweden. My mom cooked every meal for us and sandwiches was not a meal. What? No, it's not a meal. It's breakfast. I'm You did not eat a sandwich for lunch or dinner. Are you serious? With like a little ham or turkey on it. Like, no. Would you have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Um, (laughs) My husband and I started dating in 2010. He came to visit Sweden in 2011. And we could not find peanut butter in any of the stores. Now, this is 12 years later, and I know it exists now, but this is the funny thing about that, is when I played tournaments in Sweden, we played 36 holes, but you would get to the course, you would play 18, and then you would go in the restaurant and sit down for a meal. And then you would go out and play the next 18. So I would have like a legit plate of pasta, meat, (laughs) salad... And then we have these like hard crackers, like it was a meal before you went out for your next round. So I make my trip to the U.S. with some girls, like some other Swedes. We have our agent who rented a van and and we were just going to experience like the college experience and see if this is what we wanted to do. Um, so we drive a van and I want to say we went to Mississippi maybe. And she had signed us up to be like in a tournament so that we could like play the real experience college golf. And, you know, the hotels again, like in Sweden for breakfast, we have yogurt, eggs, like sandwiches, hot tea. (laughs) So like even there, like the hotel, they had like frozen waffles that you could put in a little like, you know, like those, um, What's it called? I Toaster. Feel like you're throwing us Americans no, under I the am. bus. Totally, I am. <laughs> but the best part is yet to come because I was like, oh my God, how am I going to survive on like a frozen waffle? Like, this is crazy. And the hot tea was like the Lipton. I'm like, you don't have Earl Grey? Like, where's my English breakfast? <laughs> um, and then we get to the golf course, we play 18, and then our coach comes with like a little white box. Huh. And I was like, oh, what's this? Like, this is great. And I open it and it's a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. (laughs) I was like, you want me to survive on this and a bag of chips? (laughs) Welcome to America. Literally, that was high school and college for me. And it's still that way. Yes. And I am 
shocked because I came from a bowl of pasta at the turn and now I get this like raggedy little box. <laughs> Stop. Or like a hot with dog. A, a hot dog. Not even. It was a peanut butter jelly. I've never had a peanut butter jelly in my life. I am shook right now. And then now. I get a little yellow bag with chips and I'm like, where is my fruit? Where where are my veggies? Like, where's my meat? Where's my protein? The only protein I got in that meal was peanut butter, which has more percentage of fat than protein. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this. This is, I can't believe it. So anyways, here I am. This was in 2006. So how many years later are we? 17. What do I make for my kids in their lunchbox? Freaking peanut, peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter and jelly is the best. No, it's they're a- really good, but like. I have peanut butter and honey all the time. No, you it's great, that. but like, that cannot be your only source of protein. Yeah. Unreal. And I'm not like, I say this all the time. If I would live in Sweden, I guarantee I would be 40 pounds lighter. Mm, There's yeah. way too much availability for fast food, junk food, nasty food. Yeah. I feel like and you sodas. guys get like served smaller proportions. Oh my gosh, girl. Okay. Here is a perfect example. So my kids grew out of their little like toddler set of um, plates and all that stuff. So I was like, let me get them some new ones. So I went to Target and they have these like little plastic set, whatever. And so I was like, girls, like what color do you want? And they're like purple. So I got them the plates, purple plates, and then the purple like little glasses, mugs or whatever. And we just remodeled our kitchen and all of our kitchen appliances are European. They are like, they're from Italy. So all of our like counters and all the cabinets and everything are shipped from Italy. And so is our dishwasher. The plates do not fit in the dishwasher. They are too big. (laughs) Stop. Can you believe it? Too big? The plates are too big. They don't fit in the dishwasher because they hit the little spinny thing in there. I have to buy like, what are they called? Like dessert or appetizer plates because that is literally the size of a real plate in Europe. Is that really? That makes, uh, I can see that. And now you get why I'm 40 pounds heavier here (laughs) than I would be in Sweden. (laughs) And my parents went to Norway for their anniversary and they're like, the proportions were smaller. They're also like, it's so clean in Norway. (laughs) And more filling, I'm sure, (laughs) because it's real food. (laughs) I'm kidding. Even though what food, okay, what food would you usually eat in Sweden? So we have the plate model. This is what I know. This is what I got taught in school. It's called the plate model. We got taught it too. Carbs. Protein, McDonald's, Burger King, <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm not going to bash on this country. I love this country. No, but it was a plate model. So it was one third was protein, one third was carbs, and one third was salad. So it would be like boiled potatoes with chicken. It could be rice with um, like sausage, whatever. But then we also have like some type of sauce on it. So every meal has like a sauce. In America, it's like condiments more. So like ketchup or, you know, stuff like that. We would always have a sauce on it. But I was just like, man, I told my husband, I was like, there's something wrong with our dishwasher. It doesn't get clean. Like the dishes don't get clean. Well, no wonder the spinny thing can't spin because the plates are too big. I'm feeding my four-year-old double the size. 
plate. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> uh, at least, don't you like American food? I do. I do. That I mean, I don't have anything against it. I'm just like when when we talk about it, it's like wow, this is it's it's a huge difference. Like yeah, in everything, there's like no nutrition and. <laughs> to go back, no, I mean there is because you can you can choose your nutrition. So like, there's options out there. I'm just saying like the availability for yeah, like fast food and and all that is just so available. So you almost have to like find the good stuff. Because I think I just want the easy way out. Just but oh, we all look, do. We're, on we're so busy. Drive through. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to Chick Fil A. Grab yeah. some chicken. <laughs> and it's also super expensive. Like, honestly, like, as a family of four, like, we spend maybe 200 to $250 a week on groceries, but we go out to eat one time and it's $100. It's expensive. And so I'm like, it's a win-win to, like, pick your nutrition and you don't have to pay so much money for it. But with that said, though, I just don't think that there is enough, like when I was in college and high school, I don't think there is enough education about nutrition. Um, and I think that's changing now a lot, um, which I'm grateful for. But it's also hard to know how to talk about nutrition to teenagers without them feeling a type of way, you know, between you and I and like adults, like we don't, we have our own person now, like we're secure in our in our who we are um so to talk about nutrition it's like well i can make a choice to eat well or i can make a choice to not eat well but like i'm molding my girls they eat what i feed them you know and that's been your parents like you eat what they've been feeding you and then when you have your own job and your own house that's when you can start making choices for yourself you know but up until that point we're literally molding them and we have to educate like what are macronutrients like what should you eat on the course to stay at a good level throughout and especially in like 114 degree heat yeah and you know since you are not a fan of pb and j on the golf course what would you if you could decide like nowadays what do you pick to go eat like what do you grab because you can't have a full meal of pasta on the golf course so what do you do for yourself now when you go out and play or teach so speaking of that you also have to be aware of allergies nut allergies <laughs> that is, that's also unreal i can't imagine being allergic to peanuts peanut butter is almost like my weakness like i will have peanut butter uh, peanut butter cookies is what I've made. And is they that are why so you were good. staring at my plate with apples and peanut butter when I walked in? <laughs> I was like, apples and peanut butter. It's so good. <laughs> <That's funny. sighs> um, no, but it's different from me as an instructor because this is, uh, I actually paid attention to this a couple of days ago because I never buy food in the restaurant. I always bring my own. And so everyone that works at Bear Creek, they're always like, so what'd you bring today? And I'm like, oh, whatever my husband made because I don't cook. <laughs> but I just heat it up. And so I know exactly what I'm eating. I know all the macronutrients in that meal. And I already paid for the food. So like it doesn't cost me money every day just to eat at the golf course, you know? Um, but so for me, what my personal day is breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner. Um, and then we also have to remember in Arizona to drink. 
So I know for you, you just started that, um, like just adding a little salt into your water or to you, it's a lot of salt. It's a lot of salt for me, <laughs> a whole packet of for electrolytes because it was so hot because when I first started coming back and teaching, like it was like my first day back in the heat and I felt so sick. I was yeah. like, this is not good at all. And then my sister, she was like, you need to order these salt packets and it's helped a ton. Yeah. So I never really drink just water. Um, there's always some type of like pack of electrolytes in there. And um, and it's just to make sure that, you know, we stay good throughout the day. But as a player, I would just recommend like eat before you get to the golf course. Drink a day ahead. So drink, start drinking the day before. Don't start drinking when you get out there. Um, and then every three holes. Like you need to snack on something. If it's a half of a banana, if it's an apple, if it's like they have those little applesauce pouches, they're great. I love them. Yeah. But just to kind of keep your blood sugar like constant and not like up and down because it is hot. And even if it's not hot, you need to keep your focus and concentration. Like people say that golf is not that hard, but try to like mentally tough it out for nine hours straight if you play 36 holes. So if you're hungry or if you're losing energy, like that's because your body is screaming for nutrition. And I'm thinking about it. What's interesting with nutrition is I feel like I never really see what the professionals on TV eat because they never show it. So it feels like they don't eat anything for four hours. Like it, they just never show it on television. They're just like, no. So they, I feel like they don't really share what they eat on the golf course. You'll see how Google most it. of them eat when they wait on the tee box. Is that So why? they'll get like a little protein bar or something out. But you also have to find like, we're not saying like eat a whole meal when you pull it up, but like one bite of a banana or, you know, whatever to keep you going. So we need a little salt. We need a little sugar protein. So we need a, a blend of everything. So I wouldn't say, um, you know, crackers has salt on them, but if there was like no salt on the cracker, like that's going to make you feel and like you want to vomit. <laughs> so you need a, a mix of, of everything. When I was pregnant with my first um, girl, Olivia, I only gained two pounds total because I was sick the whole pregnancy. And so my OBGYN, he told me to eat goldfish and drink Gatorade because it was the perfect mix of salt, um, sugar, carbs. And then when I got home to eat like some protein, but he was like, if you're out there teaching, then this is the mix that you need. I think that's still true for golfers too. What would you eat when you're out there? Um, I'm trying to think basically everything that you've said, applesauce, of course, salty foods. I always like protein bars because sometimes, honestly, it was tough to eat in high school. I feel like during the round because we're walking and it's like constant and it it's felt like we never had a break to like eat. It's like I'm getting one bite of my sandwich and that's it. Like it was very hard because we have to just keep going yeah. since we didn't have that break. But I don't know. Yeah. And I think it's better to eat a little bit all the time than to try and like get in like a whole meal. Um, so as nice as it was, like I don't even like I can't think that we would sit in the restaurant for an hour before. I'm like, how did we have like enough daylight for that? But I guess it's because it wasn't that many girls, you know, so we had time for that. 
Um, but that was, that was definitely different. Um, but I mean, you live and you learn, right? Mm-hmm. All right. What do you think is the biggest takeaway today? I ask you this after every lesson. Um, but what do you think is the biggest takeaway today from um, like distance, driver distance? Um, staying low to the ground because, and it's something I know that we continuously work on because it's been, it feels like a six year habit for me. I always feel like I have the most power when I jump away from the ground because you're jumping and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going up so fast when it's like, we're not really because we have to stay low to the ground. So that's something that's probably feels like the biggest challenge for my swing right now is I still want to jump, especially with that driver when it comes to swing speed. So I got to work a lot on that. And a side note for that, because for example, Lexi Thompson on the LPGA, she jumps at the ball, but she knows how to time that perfectly every single time. So every swing is different, but in general, if we can't time a jump at the ball, we want to use the ground. And that's more you because you're, we need you to be stronger. We need your posture to be perfect. And when you get out of posture is when you swing across your body and you're changing your swing path. So for you in particular, we need you to definitely use the ground rather than jump away from it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when it comes to nutrition, food is important because food's going to give you energy throughout the whole round because golf is long. I mean, even though you're only hitting the golf ball, you know, a couple of times, it's still, you're out in the sun. It could be a four to five and a half hour round. If it's a busy day, like it's, it's a lot, you're in the sun. And so it kind of, it's a lot, it's a sport. Some people say golf's not a sport. I'm like, yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. And I think if we can start educating like the the younger generation, so instead of telling them what to do, educating them on why it's important, I think it'll be easier to kind of ease that way in to make it a part of golf. Mm -hmm. Um, So it has nothing to do with body image. It's about that food will actually give you energy and why we need it. And I think we can change the mindset of a lot of people by educating instead of telling them what to do. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right. You're ready for our lesson? Yes. Let's get out. It's finally cooling. What? Highs 90? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I took a walk this morning at 6 a.m. and I sent a picture to my mom. And I was like, you guys are almost here. Do you get ready for this walk? And she was like, how warm is it? And it was like, yeah, 93. And I was like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I won't need to bring jackets or sweaters. That was her sure. next question. She goes, what type of clothes do I need to bring? She, she said, can I bring summer clothes? I was like, yeah, that's a, probably a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you at the golf course. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to share the podcast. If you could,